The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by EdgeBoost. EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash P-O-O-L. everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network my name is talon jenkins joined by our host we are ryan gilbert and joel meyer gentlemen how the hell are we doing tonight i'm doing all right you know it's already kind of itching for hockey to be back but it's nice to have have some some nights off not having to turn on the tv at eight o'clock every night or every few nights to watch the game we just kind of just be a casual casual better you get summertime here it's nice out so yeah it's, I'm, I'm doing okay well, it's a Monday, which means, as usual, I'm picking up the pieces from another shitty golf tournament. Absolutely brutal. Of course, I haven't won money on an open or a major in ages, seems like. Ever since, really, Dustin Johnson won the Masters. Every, every major since, it's just been a waste, which is my fault because I bet way too much because I get excited. You know, it's a fun sweat. I was sweating like six different things on Sunday, but still uh, not good in the end. Um, fucking Tommy Fleetwood. Fights me two weeks in a row. First, he loses to Nick Taylor, blows that lead, or should have been a lead. Uh, and then fucking shoots a 63 on Sunday to go low English when I had uh, both Hatton and Fitzpatrick. I, I was sitting pretty. They were both uh, uh, ahead on Sunday. So, okay, I figure one of these guys can do all right. And uh, Fleetwood fucking blew past both of them by like four or five shots. So that was no good. But uh, Cam Smith, oh, that was a sweat beating um, Minwoo Lee for low uh australian uh that 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 uh, he had to hit some nice shots there towards the end of the round but uh thankfully that came through but uh yeah shout out to wyndham clark uh a lot of sharp guys were on him um yeah, yeah he, well he won earlier this this uh like a couple months ago i think right that the uh well, i don't remember which one it was but anyway yeah he's been in good form and he he, he putted like rory couldn't find a fucking putt and uh, Scheffler couldn't find a fucking putt. Like, they're both striking the ball well enough, but uh, Wyndham was the only one making the putts, and uh, he ended up uh, squeezing through. And he almost got through our, our playoff bet, but uh, he hit a hell of a putt, a uh, 60-footer at the, on the last hole to get a comfy uh, four-putt in for par. So uh, one of these days, we'll, we'll get in the open, the playoff, but uh, not not this time. Hell yeah. We'll hit it eventually, Jolie. Uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy tournament, man. All things considered, you know, the leaderboards were pretty interesting, especially after day one. Uh, good to see uh, Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley kind of come out swinging hard. They're setting course records, both shooting 62 on day one. But it goes to show that it's four days for a fucking reason, yo. And uh, anything can happen when it comes to golf, especially when you hit major season. So uh, pretty eventful. I didn't, I didn't really watch much on Sunday. I was a little worse for wear and. But uh, from what from what I saw, it was it was pretty it was pretty shit for me to be honest. Ricky Fowler fell absolutely fell apart. I think he was like five over on the day, so that stinks. Uh, if there's any consolation out of it, Rory didn't win. So when Rory does win, don't we all win? Isn't that how that works? Absolutely. Yeah, credit to you for backing Ricky. I was doubtful, but uh, I know he's knew in the end that he would fall apart, and sure enough, he did just that. But. Uh... Yeah, I figured Scheffler would would come through just because he was the only real killer in the last, um, you know, like the last uh, 
Day, who's only four back, three back, something like that. But uh, yeah, I didn't trust Rory, didn't trust Shoffley, didn't trust Fowler, and I didn't trust Wyndham Clark. But uh, turns out the uh, the young guy came through. Oh, and he's also from uh, Denver, or at least Colorado. So it's another uh, another oh. trophy for the state. So uh, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. Good on Windham Clark, though. It looks like there's some pretty cool videos of his family and stuff going on after the fact. So that's pretty awesome to see, man. You know, you got to you gotta support the losers winning every now and then, man. So hell yeah. Good on him. Uh, good on anybody that won. I got rinsed even on my prop bets. It was a tough outing. Eh? I, don't, I don't know, Joey. I, I think you said you didn't do too well. I got absolutely nope. squashed. <laughs> Um, anyways, we'll keep things moving here. Everybody go check out the Sports Gaming Podcast Network uh, website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Not really, though. Hockey's done. Basketball's fucking done. Uh, we're about, what, like two and a half months out for college football, about three months out for NFL. Fucking, we got baseball, though, Ryan. What's going on in the baseball world? Anything happening? Uh, Phillies are high right now. I think five or six in a row after sweeping Oakland. Uh, Luis Arias just went just went five for five to go back over 400 on the year. Baseball money is fake. Check it out. We recorded today. I called a uh, Joey Votto home run in his return. All right, there you go. That's good. Uh, there's F1 race going on. We had the uh, Montreal Grand Prix or the Canadian Grand Prix, whatever the hell it is. I'm not going to lie, man. Like, F1's been boring as shit this yeah. year. Dude. It's not totally even like, agree. It's not even fun to watch. Like, yeah, Verstappen wins by seven plus seconds every goddamn race. And then do you even really care? Like, what else is going on? Not really. So it's not even fun to gamble on. Even the matchup props have been shit this year. So. I don't know. F1's been a bit of a stinker. You compare, like, you watch like the Indy 500. You watch that Indy race like a couple of weeks ago. That was fucking absolutely incredible. And then you go and you watch F1. And you're like, this just sucks. I don't know. Joel, the, only, the only the only good thing has been uh, Fernando Alonso's comeback year. He's yeah. he's been he's been racing well. But yeah, Max. I love Max, but uh, him winning all the time and 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 mostly in like the first few laps, it's over. Yeah. Uh, and then you just have to watch the matchups and um, yeah, coverage hasn't been great either covering that stuff. So. Yeah, uh, hopefully uh, one of the other teams can make it interesting next year because uh, can't take much more of this. Is it just that he's dominating, or was F one like most popular when other sports weren't happening because of the pandemic? Like, no, I, I don't. It, I don't remember how long ago it, it was still it was like, tight. on fire. With, like, when him and Hamilton were battling it out for the constructors' the drivers' championship, like it was sick to watch, dude. Like literally, like you, this guy, this guy Ryan, he literally, he literally wins by like ten plus seconds every race. Now it's not even. You just know what's mm-hmm. gonna happen, and the odds are like fucking like minus like six hundred before the race even starts. So it's not even like you can get in on him. Even if you go in like before qualifying and shit, you still it's like minus three hundred. So it's not even worth betting on. It's not even you know fun to watch. It just sucks. Yeah, you said yeah. it. I don't know. Anyways, you can find all that information. Go listen to the F1 Gambling Podcast, though. Maybe they'll throw some winnings. <laughs> uh, you can find all that information on the SGPN website. Uh, read the other articles. Listen to the other shows, like we said. Uh, check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. You guys are always absolutely killing it. Uh, and, of course, shout out to all my friends and pals in the Discord. Discord's always popping off, man. Uh, people are still in there, man. People are people are posting. People are just chatting, just having a good time. Too. There's a little bit of speculation going on with hockey. People are posting bets for other sports. That's where you get in the hockey channel. You get every sport going on because you know what? The hockey channel is the real channel, baby. So shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. Uh, if you want to get in there, reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll point you in the right direction. Or you can oh, fuck. I got you can make a 
fucking paper airplane or something because Joel doesn't have fucking any social media. Write a little note in there, like a little love letter, like you guys are losers back in fucking elementary school or high school or something. <laughs> Throw it his way. It'll get caught in the in the winds of love out in BC. It'll make its way to Jolie, and he'll respond to it, write it back, and he'll ride his winds of love back to you and point you how to get into the Discord with love, baby. <laughs> Yeah, Discord's gone a bit. Um, no hockey, obviously, to talk about or bet on. So it's got, it's got kind of sort of baseball heavy, golf over the weekend, of course. Basically, whatever's going on in the world of sports, we talk about in there. So get in the hockey channel. No offense, some offense to the other channels, but the hockey channel is the best channel. So uh, make sure you get in there. Also, make sure if you have been a loyal listener and if you're listening to these off-season shows, you really are. Make sure you go leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And make sure you hit on those auto-downloads uh, so you get the episode dropped in your feed as soon as it is published very time sensitive information during the uh, nhl offseason so you want those auto downloads of course of course uh all right we'll uh jump in we're just kind of going through a little bit of news around the league here uh we'll jump things out it looks like the vancouver canucks have officially bought out oliver ekman larson uh defenseman uh i think everybody kind of knew that when this contract was signed it was a little iffy a lot of money a lot of term uh not really a, maybe a player a little bit past his prime oh yeah back when he was like with arizona the guy was a stud man um with that being said obviously he's a bit aged out now and it's just not there anymore uh sucks to see for the guy i mean he's getting a little bit of money so i i guess that's good i think what is it like two-thirds of the contract or maybe one-third once you're at a certain age i'm not exactly sure how that works uh but good on oel he'll be getting some money vancouver i still think they suck they don't know what they want to be they want to be a good team but they're not a good team so uh i i don't really know if this is going to make much of a difference but what do you guys think uh yeah i mean joel probably has more of this on this than i do because of the fact that he's a conduct but yeah buying him out i mean he's going to be on the books until 2031 he's making 19.3 million over the course of of here until the end of it which is uh yeah but about two-thirds of his initial cap it was 33 million yeah it's just didn't they just trade for him like didn't they just trade for him a few years ago from the coyotes and now uh yeah 20 2021 less than two years later he's bought out it's just I don't know what the Canucks thought they were doing when they when they got Ekman Larson. He was good at his peak for for the for the Coyotes, but I guess playing 25 minutes a night for a team with really no support there for 11 years is going to wear you down. Yeah, I, this is another uh, another thing we we gained, or uh, uh, it's another present from Jim Benning, right? Jeremy Rutherford's cleaning up his mess. I don't think that Jeremy Rutherford is an elite GM, but he held a lot better than. Um, Jim Benning, and, and then this is the best they can do. And of course, this signals that the Canucks still want to be competitive. Of course, we already saw that when they signed uh, Kuzmenko to a two-year deal. So they they still think that there's a you know they're they're going to be competitive. Like the Canucks are, are like the Saints in the NFL, right? They just they always push the push the buck down the road. They they don't want to pay for that shit. They just want to win now. And uh, I guess some respect for that, but uh, others would disagree. But yeah, they they're going to pay them only 146 thousand this year so that'll offer some flexibility they can maybe make some moves maybe um um maybe be, be able to move uh garland or uh big old tyler myers and uh get some um some uh more physical depth on uh, on defense um yeah they're, they're gonna be end up paying four million four point seven million in 25 26 and then 2.1 for four years after that so it's going to be a rough go down the road, but the Canucks are going all in with uh, with this present core. 
be interesting to see it uh, how it pans out. But uh, it's still a good team. Connects have a bunch of skilled guys, and Demko can have back bounce back here. And uh, who knows if, if when they win the cup or they go deep in the playoffs, it'll pay out, pay off. But uh, I have my doubts. Um, although I did bet a bit of Vancouver to win the cup just because. Um, yeah, OEL, he, he was actually pretty good when he first got to Vancouver, like the first, uh, I don't know, half year or so. He, he had a kind of um, a bounce back there, but then he broke his foot and he lost all his mobility. He's, he's still an intelligent defender, but other than that, he's got nothing. Uh, uh, players just need half a Yeah, he, he has half a step on somebody. The player is still going to blow by him. He has zero speed at all left. So, yeah, he's a shell himself. We'll see where he goes. Some people say... Uh, Boston, because uh, he only waived his move clause for Vancouver and Boston to begin with. So uh, maybe he ends up in Boston after all on a very cheap deal. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes in the next month or so. Now, like, Vancouver is going to be shit next year, right? Like, I don't know. they have players. Like, Patterson's a guy. Quinn Hughes is a guy. Thatcher Demko's a guy. I know he had some injury trouble last year. They got fucking... I don't know. Who's that? Don't they got that? Who's that Russian guy they got? Kuzmenko. Kuzmenko got JT Miller locked up for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ilya Mikheyev. <laughs> when he was uh, like... Yeah. Colson. Yeah, but I like Pat Colson. They got guys, but like, why Why just isn't it clicking? Like, is it is it coaching? Is it fucking just... Yeah, yeah fucking Bruce Boudreaux. I mean, the Canucks were one of the better teams down the stretch with uh, Rick Tockett, so if they can keep yeah. that momentum up, they'll yeah. be a playoff team, I think. I could see them Panthers um pants following the Panthers path. I mean, they got Demko. If Demko can play up to, to his potential, they got the the top level talent. I mean, Patterson, Miller, Besser, uh, who else they got that I'm missing missing out on? But yeah, but I like, could see, like I guess, Besser's not is his that, old self. Besser's a top six guy, but middle six. Is that a uh, thing? he's overpaid? Is that a thing? Like the Panthers, like the Panthers path? What is oh, that? No, Just, it's not out of the being out of the playoffs 70% of the year and then making it on the last day it's, and then going on a heater. Like you can't account for that. It's the, it's the question. Elliot of, Friedman said that in 32 thoughts, uh, reminds us channeling that. I did not, I did not listen to that. I do not listen to any, any podcasts whatsoever. So besides for work. And oh, I really? didn't. Okay. So, uh, well, Elliot Friedman was saying that, uh, I'm not you just need, just, just need a hot goalie to get in. And then, uh, that's, that's what Panthers did with, with Broski. So that's you what Friedman said. I'm not sure. Though. I know. About, I don't. Well, yeah, I, no, that goes back to the thing like would you rather be mediocre every year but have a chance to get in and have a chance to get hot and go or rebuild for five plus whoever many years however long the flyers taking and then you know hopefully get rebuild a dynasty because like that's that's the thing for sports fans is like debating okay do you want do you want to have a chance every year potentially or do you want to take a few years off and then like okay for two or three years it's championship or bust I think the most important thing is just actually having a plan. Like from what I've, you know, heard, I remember listening to a few things like earlier on this year saying that ownership for Canucks, it's like they're full on expectations for them to be like contenders right now and in the playoffs every year competing. And like if that's just not happening with the product you have on the ice, at what point do you look in the mirror and say, hey, we have to do something. We can't just keep fucking being a fringe team and that being acceptable, trying to convince yourself you're something when you're not, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But like, even if you have a plan, okay, okay, I'm going to bring in, I'm going to bring Kyle Dubas to help, help lead, lead a rebuild. And in five years, we're going to be competitive. 
and then you get good draft picks, but they're busts. Like the Flyers got up to Nolan Patrick. He has not played. He's not going to get his name on the cup because he didn't play this year for the Vegas Golden Knights. Like that, that's the, that's the trouble with you can be bad for five, seven, ten years and have a plan. But if the players don't work out or if you don't have the right people in the organization, it's not going to work out. It's interesting. It is. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. It's it's one of those things like to me, at least you had a plan for that, though. It didn't work out. But at least you're not just fucking uh, it, it's ironic. Me but then wh- where are you ten years, 10 years after you started the plan when you could have like Flyers fans loves Ed Snyder as the owner. He would just go out and buy guys and the Flyers would be in the playoffs competitive pretty much every year, but not really ever have a true chance. Like the last time we made the cup final 2010, we, we snuck in before that was at a deep run in 04. And then before that, like 97, like it's, it's, it's that era of Flyers hockey versus this era over the past pretty much since 2020, 2010. And it's, it's, I mean, everyone has their personal preference for it, but like, it's just, and that's unfortunately kind of the two ways that, that teams have to go, especially with, with the salary cap. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't followed the Canucks long enough to really know what's going on, but it just doesn't seem like they're, uh, it doesn't seem like they're doing it. Like they got the, like I said, they got talented guys. We talked about, we ran through this list. Everybody we just said is a fine player. But, like, I don't know if it's – I don't know. I don't know. Joel, do you think they got a chance at all or no? Yeah, I think they do. Like, uh, the, the the idea is that, you know, you just need a chip in the cherry. Get in the playoffs, and you can make a run if your goalie's hot. And I do think Temko will have a better season this year than last. And I do like the coaching upgrade, as we saw in the uh, back half of last year with Rick Tocchet coming in. And, uh, yeah, I know the Pacific Division's getting better. But uh, I think the Central Division is getting worse, so I could easily see five Pacific teams get in and three Central teams. So yeah, they definitely got a chance to get in, and then uh, you never know. Um, we we just saw an eight seed uh, um, almost almost win the cup there uh, and beating the you know the best team in the regular season in the first round. Like hockey's a fucking wild sport, uh, wild shit happens. So I uh, just need to get in, and then uh, anyone can do it. Like you said, uh, there's a lot of talent on the team. I don't know if they have the culture for it, but like I said, new coaching staff could institute something like that. Uh, Talk had had some success with the Coyotes, who are also a bad team, and he made the most out of them. So, yeah, yeah, I think the Canucks do have a chance. It's just an unlikely one. Speaking of the uh, the Coyotes there, I saw uh, Vermelka went out there and was kind of shitting on the uh, the whole stadium situation there. They were selling uh, like apparently the steep the, the cheapest seat in uh, Mullet Arena was like one hundred sixty dollars. The, the pricing is stupid. One hundred sixty bucks for the cheapest ticket in a uni arena. Plus, we also haven't played well, so there's that. He said. Yeah, uh, tough going for the Desert Dogs, but it's not tough going for the Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs shorts make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They're the same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better because those regular shorts, of course, have those that stiff restricting cotton, while Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud nick fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. You get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses, uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So make sure you go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code P-O-O-L for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. 
All right, we're going to keep things moving here. Uh, we did get some news coming out of the New Jersey Devils camp here. Pretty decent signing. I don't think we got to talk about it on the show so far. Uh, New Jersey Devils were able to ink uh, Jesper Bratz to an eight-year deal uh, with a 7.875 AAV. I think it's a $63 million deal or something like that. Uh, pretty tidy business, man. This is a great contract. Yet again, just another fucking star player in the league signing for eight years. Well, funny how that works. Um, it's a great contract, though, great value. Jesper Bratz a hell of a player. Jesper Bratz a hell of a player. He had a great year last year as well in New Jersey. Um, it's good that they did this though, because like the Devils right now only have what like six forwards signed for next season here: Dawson Mercer, Curtis Lazar, Andre Palat, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt, and Jack Hughes. Uh, keep in mind they do still have about twenty-six and a half million dollars in cap space available to the team, but they got a shitload of RFA's and a sh- couple UFA's they got to deal with here to ice an actual team. Uh, I'm sure they'll be fine. A pretty good year for uh, New Jersey last year on the whole, but still uh, good signing for the Devils. Good signing for Brat. He gets the term. He gets the money, and uh, the Devils get a pretty hell of a good player here, man. Yeah, uh, when I first saw this, I thought it may have been a, a bit too much for him, but he's turning twenty-five in uh, end of July. Back-to-back 73-point seasons, put up 32 goals, career high this past year. So perhaps, you know, buying, not buying high, but this is what you got to do with those guys. And they're, they got him locked in. He's going to be 25. Jack Hughes is 22. Heischer's 24. They keep Meyer. He's 26. Uh, Vanacek and Schmidt and Blackwood are all in their 20s. Like, the Devils are going to be good for a long time, and it's just incredibly furiating as a Flyers fan because they, they got to rebuild so quickly, and the Flyers are just sputtering their tires. Yeah, this is a guy that the, the analytics guys love. He's got all the fancy stats that you want. Um, and, uh, yeah, Ryan mentioned the counting stats there. 32 goals last year in a contract year. So, uh, yeah, I guess you do worry that that was, like, um, an outlier. But uh, I don't think it was. I think this guy's getting better and better. And uh, he fits right in there with the devil's culture, what to do. He's, he's great uh, two-way player um, and just makes all those little plays nicely, uh, make them look easy, slick playmaker. Um, yeah, and it, you'd, you'd think that he would have got more. It looks like a good deal now because uh, he rejected their earlier offers. So you wonder, because uh, he has all the leverage, right, with only one year left on the deal. Um, or was this his last? Uh, expiring next year, right? I'm double checking that now. Yes. So. No, this was, no, he, he had a one-year deal for for this season at a okay. 5.4 cap. It. So he was a RFA. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's an arbitration yeah. or something, man. Mm-hmm. Right. So he had all the leverage. Um, and you so you'd expect him to use it and get a bigger deal for himself. But no, he got under $8 million for eight years. That's a great deal for the team and uh, a fair, fair result for him. So both parties should be happy with what they got. So, uh, so, so cap friendly. Cap friendly is great. Uh, they have a contract comparable tool. And here's the top guys. I don't think Jesper Bratt would, would fit in with these guys. For, for top one's Kevin Fiala, signed his deal last year. Then you got Sveshnikov, uh, Cole Caulfield, Jordan Cairo, Matthew Kachuk, Patrick Laine, Brady Kachuk, and then Brock Besser. Like, I feel like Jesper Bratt isn't quite at that level of, not stardom, but like level of... Like I think a, he's better than some of those guys. Definitely. Definitely better than fucking Besser and Line. He's, well, he's better than Besser. He's no Kachuk, obviously. But well, like, well, that's a ridiculous deal for Kachuk yeah, for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Kairou, Kairou's overpaid. Kairou gets eight, has $8.1 million. This is only seven point eight. Like, I don't think he's... Maybe he is good two-way, but like Caulfield and... I guess Fiala has... I don't know. Maybe he does fit in with those more than I think. Maybe he's just I think he underrated. Does. 
like I think that's the case there. He's underrated. This guy was unreal last year. Didn't he have like close to forty goals or some shit like that? Or am I just out of my ass? For the no, you just thirty-two. Uh, didn't, didn't listen to Ryan and I as usual. Oh, yeah. Thirty-two. Whatever. But, but so if you compare to like a guy like Cole Caulfield, who let's face it, he's only really played like sixty games in the NHL. We don't know what he could be, right? And obviously, it's different coming out of college. He has different rights than you know most normal guys would. But like, uh, fuck, this is a steal, man. Like, like we said, no, obviously he's not Kachuk. That's just a great deal, but. Is this like comparison? Is it just like based off dollar amount kind of thing? Dollar amount in term? It, it factors in dollar amount, cap hit percentage, signing age, like the length of the contract, all that stuff. You, you can play around with it. Like there's, if you click on the the player, you can do, do compare this contract and like there's these things you can these sliders. You can do cap hit, AAV, uh, signing age similarity, games played similarity, point similarity, all that type of stuff. Dom at the Athletic has a has a metric for judging the value of each contract. Like last year, Makara was the best player in the league in terms of the mm-hmm. value of the contract, uh, considering how good he is. So I'll have to see what he uh, what he's got Brad at at some point. Oh, this is a he's a hell of a player, man. He had a great year last year. I think this is I think we already touched on it. It's a great fucking deal. Pretty cool to see like a six round pick actually getting something, you know, making a name for himself in the NHL too, right? So good on New Jersey scouting crew as well for getting that done. Yeah, and good on Brat for like sticking around. He wasn't great for his first four years, career high of thirty-five points his rookie year. But then he broke out two years ago. He he kind of bet on himself. I don't I don't know if it was bet on himself last year with with the one year deal, but he he played his ass off in that in that contract year. Oh yeah, decent playoff points too. I think he had six point eleven games. I'm seeing here so. Yeah, guys showing up, man. And like you said, you touched on a little bit, Ryan. This Detroit team's going to, or Detroit, this New Jersey team's going to be pretty good for the foreseeable future here, yo. All right, uh, we'll keep it moving here. There's a couple RFAs, uh, a couple big RFAs on the list here that, uh, that's that been a lot, a lot of talk going on about. Obviously, we have Alex DeBrincat. There's been word that he wants out of Ottawa, I believe, um, which is kind of weird because that's a team that you would think is on the come up, especially with new ownership, potentially a new arena, you know, on the horizon down the road somewhere. Um, I know Sens fans take a little bit of shit, but I'll tell you, what, I got a couple of buddies that live in Ottawa, man, and they love their fucking hockey there, uh, as any Canadian market would, as I'm sure Mr. Meyer will attest. Um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully don't debris- compare Ottawa with Vancouver. <laughs> <buddy>. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Ottawa's kind of a boring city. Ottawa's like half Leaf fans, isn't it? No, it's not really. It's just whenever the Leafs play them, everybody just drives down because it's cheaper than Toronto. It's only about a five-hour drive, right? Oh. Yeah, and then you can go across to uh, the border in Quebec, and they got great fucking casinos and some other, some other things that you can do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird because like this is a young team. This is a skilled team. They got a couple studs there. You know, they got a hell of a coach in DJ Smith. You know, Timmy Stutzel's a hell of a player. Obviously, Brady Kachuk's fucking awesome. Uh, hopefully, they can pick up a goalie here, even though they're probably going to overpay Aiden Hill. Um, but yeah, it's you know, hopefully, DeBrincat finds a finds a landing home. Man, I think it. Fuck, there's got to be 31 teams. So I'd love to have this guy on part of their roster. So hell yeah, for DeBrincat, get do what the fuck you want, and hopefully Ottawa can recoup some assets if they find him a new home. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that they're looking to move him. I guess they might think he might demand too much, given how much Brat just got and how many people, much people like that has got. But yeah, they got Stutzel, they got Kachuk, they got Giroux, they got Josh Norris, who missed most of last season. He's locked up. He's pretty much their top line center, I think. They have they have guys there. They have good 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 defense as well. Chabot, Chikrin, Sanderson, like they have the chance to to be pretty good. While hopefully Claude Giroux is still playing and hopefully get him a cup there, but. My prediction here is uh, 
been very flyer centric this episode, but I do think Travis Konechny ends up with a Canadian team. I could see a potential three way here where like Debrinkat goes to like a contender, Konechny goes to Ottawa, and then um, the Flyers get some picks, some futures, future picks or assets. Because Konechny has has a good contract. I could also see him going to Vancouver. You got uh, Bo Horvat, his second cousin there, so uh, family connection. But yeah, Debrinkat being on. Or Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat. No, I'm saying he would play with Bo Horvat, who is his in second Vancouver? cousin. Yeah. You mean in at, uh, Long Island? Oh, he's he's on Long Island now. I I completely yeah. blocked that from my memory. <laughs> um, so dis- disregard that. Uh, but yeah, the Senators. Uh, Debrinkat being on the the, the trade block is going to be the thing to watch this offseason because the, the free agent market sucks. So if Debrinkat's out there, that's at least one name that that's worth watching. Yeah, I guess it's a little surprising, but uh, I don't think that he was fully happy in Ottawa. Uh, he had a kind of a down down year for his uh, goal scoring standards, getting only 27 goals. Bit of a concern. Maybe he was feeding off of Patrick Kane a little bit. Those guys uh, were excellent in terms of uh, their chemistry and ability to uh, work with each other, get those um, get those, uh, those uh, one timers off. Um, but uh, he couldn't really develop the same kind of chemistry with the guys in Ottawa. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that he was ever really, really happy there. So yeah, he just wants to go where he where he wants to live. I don't know, but uh, certainly not in Ottawa. Um, but it's unfortunate for them though, because they gave a, a bit of a shitload for him um, last year, and um, didn't even make the playoffs. So uh, that's a uh, another L for Pierre Dorian, um, who uh, yeah, he, he had a decent offseason last year, but uh, it, it looks a lot less. So if uh, they lose to Brucat for cheap. Um, but yeah, it's still a good rising team. And, uh, even if, uh, they, they don't, they don't keep to break out, they got a bunch of other studs coming up, uh, huge uh, prospect pool, both, uh, on offense and on defense. So I'm not too worried about the Sens just yet. Iserman's going to steal him back to his hometown, Detroit. That's what's going to happen. Mm. Go from one shit team to another. <laughs> uh, um, got the Blackhawks, is- Blackhawks Red Wings rivalry there then at least. Yeah, I guess that's fair. This is a young Ottawa team. I'm looking at it right now. Like, fucking, obviously the oldest guy is Claude Giroux at 35. But other than that, the next oldest guy under contract is fucking Artem Zub, who's 27 years old. Everybody else is like 25 and under, man. I didn't realize just how young they actually are. It's crazy. Yeah, and they got new ownership now, too. So hopefully that can inject something into them. Oh, I was wrong. They got Antoine Forsberg. Uh, he's 30, but he was on IR last year. So he, I don't know. He could, he could be their starting goalie. Goalies don't count. That's not. I don't really want Anton for fucking Forsberg as my starting goalie. But hey. wasn't he good? Wasn't he good last year? He, he was, was okay. okay. He wouldn't say he was good, considering that they got rid of Gustafson. Like I think anybody you have is going to be a kick in the bills. Yeah, also, Cam Talbot last year too, right? But he's uh yeah. he's a UFA this year. He's a UFA, yes. Uh, uh, all right. We are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Best Ball Mania Four is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and college baseball player props. There's so many ways to win over on Underdog, and it's active in so many states. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, one last little RFA we're going to bring up here. Uh, New Jersey Devils, I know we just talked a lot about them, but obviously they did, uh, I believe they tendered Timo Meyer, 
Uh, obviously, I think that was just to keep his rights. Um, I don't think they'll make it to arbitration. I imagine that both sides will be able to get something done here. From the sounds of it, I think I read somewhere that Timo Meyer was saying he wants to re-sign in New Jersey. Uh, with that being said, anybody can just fucking say that, so I wouldn't read too much into it until you actually see something happen or uh, hear something about contract negotiations actually leaking out a bit. But this is a player that they should try and keep, man. Timo Meyer's a big fucking physical player, lots of offensive skill. They paid a little bit last year to get him at the deadline, and it, he played well with his time in New Jersey, man. So with a lot of those young studs uh, that we were talking about earlier on that team as well uh hopefully that they can find a way to get something done here with uh, the devils and timo meyer yeah meyer was that big deadline acquisition that many teams were going after and then he, he i mean he had plenty of chances in the playoffs he had 37 shots in 11 games but only four points i think no points in the the first series so maybe devils fans have some sour taste in their mouth about that but Timo Meyer's a player. He was good in San Jose when San Jose really had no one else around him, scored 35 goals. Uh, two years ago, scored 40 goals last year, 31 with, with San Jose in 57 games and nine with 21 games with the Devils. So, yeah, Meyer should be very happy to to be with that Devils team, with Jack Hughes, with Brad, with Heischer. Like, they have a legit, like, one of the best top sixes in the league, I would say, when you factor in like their age and longevity and they're just getting better. So yeah, Meyer should definitely sign there. I think the devils currently are projected to have 26 million in cap space, but they do have a few other RFAs, but I think Meyer will, will definitely get his. Yeah. He definitely wants to get paid. Uh, he might just settle for a short term deal though in, in Jersey. Um, from, I'm thinking that he wants to get a huge contract on his next deal, but on his UFA deal, but, uh, uh, the Devils might have him for the rest of his RFA years, which is probably what, just one or two. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, but every, everything I'm seeing is saying he wants an eight-year deal. Like they're they're that close to it. Okay, all right. I did not know. I thought he was holding out for a big uh, payday, but uh, yeah, hopefully the Devils don't, um, you know, make an anchor out of him and give him too much and sacrifice for the, rest of the team. I mean, look at Jack Hughes. What's he making? Only like seven million. Um, which is, He's uh, at eight, and then Brat's right below eight. there. Okay, eight is still one of the best contracts in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's kind of like what the the Canadians are building there with Caulfield and Suzuki, just a couple young studs on long term deals uh, that 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 prevent other players from jumping too far ahead of them in terms of dollar. But yeah, hell of a player. They need his size because it's a generally a pretty small team. These Devils. Um, so yeah, they they need that that, that uh, the power forward, true power forward for the playoff hockey and whatnot. Uh, um, yeah, and Ryan was saying, oh fuck, all those chances, man, that he had. Uh, yeah, he just he was unlucky there, not to store a few more. Uh, but he'll get his. They'll uh, regress positively in in the playoffs next year. Let's go Devils. <laughs> huh. All right, is there anything else you want to jump on here, boys? Uh, Jack Eichel has confirmed that Phil Kessel has, in fact, eaten hot dogs out of the Stanley Cup already. <laughs> no surprises there. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. I'm surprised he's not fucking just golfing with it or something. Or playing poker. Um, all right, we go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Eric website. That's the place to be. Obviously, we're in the dog days. You know, I wouldn't even we're not even in the dog days. We're just kicking off the dog days of uh of the summer here from a sports point of view, but there's still stuff going on in the network. Obviously, you know, no hockey, no football, no basketball. There is baseball, there's boring ass F one, there's fucking 
Uh, Argos, we, I shouldn't say there's no football. Yeah, CFL Argos had a big win against uh, Hamilton last night. That was pretty sick. Won a couple bucks off that. Let's go Argos. Bringing a back-to-back repeat of the Great Cup. If you're from BC, you can fucking suck it. If you're from Winnipeg, you can suck it. And if you're from anywhere else, you know, nobody really cares because you're team of shit. Uh, so hell yeah. Uh, you can find all that information at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Be sure to uh, listen to the other shows. Check out uh, Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. These guys are always killing it. Uh, read the other articles too. A lot of love goes into those articles. Uh, and of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord, man. You know, if, if there's still stuff going on in the Discord, you know, we still got a good old happy family in there just doing family stuff. Everyone's having a good old time. You know, that's always good to see. But uh, hell yeah, man. So shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. If you want to get in there, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. You can also reach out to the HTP Twitter account. Uh, or you can fucking go on RuneScape because Joel's old ass probably has <laughs> fucking RuneScape that he plays. And you can fucking, fucking nerd. Yeah, nerd. And he'll point you in the right direction of the Discord. So hell yeah. Shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. We got to get a, either just us three or maybe we can include some Discorders in an a, a online risk game going to start. And then we can move up to Axis and Allies. Hell yeah. We're all, uh, understand shit. and strategize. So I, I think that's something fun either us three doing, we can talk about in the podcast, do it with Discord or whatever. Make sure you get in the Discord as Talent said. Also, subscribe to and turn on auto downloads for the podcast wherever you're currently listening right now. I greatly appreciate your support and hopefully you do continue listening even though there may not be any uh, tangible hockey gambling talk, there's still going to be plenty of hockey talk and plenty of uh, talk about gambling, just not hockey. All right, everybody. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. You can also find me quickly Googling how the fuck to play Risk or Axis of Athletes. <laughs> you guys are nerds. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. Also, Joel, did you ever play Stratego? Oh, yeah. That's like a great Stratego. game. Stratego's good. Yeah, we can play that for starters. I'm sure you can find yeah. that on the line. Yeah. yeah, I'm Joel Martin. You can find me saluting the real ones to listen to this whole damn thing, uh, considering there wasn't any, weren't even any odds mentioned at all. We were just uh, making shit up as we go, just talking about uh, whatever. So you guys are the real ones. Salute to you guys. All right. Peace.